Hello Canoodlers, this is Barbara and I am your host for this week. My last two picks were not actually rom-coms, so this time I wanted to make sure I did a little bit more research. And I found a gem, Monster-in-Law. I was immediately sold when I saw the cast. Our girl, Jennifer Lopez, the one and only Jane Fonda, and Michael Vartan, who I recognized from one of my all-time favorite shows, Alias. This had to be a winner. And spoiler alert, it was, for the most part, at least for me. Curious to find out what my lovely co-hosts thought about it? Well, you're in the right place here. Just keep on listening. You guys, we've been watching The Vow on HBO. What's that? I want to watch The Vow. What is it? Okay. You guys have to start watching it so you can catch up. Okay. And then we have to talk about it. It's only three episodes in out of nine. Mm -hmm. The Vow is an HBO documentary series about this sex cult. (gasps) Okay, I mean. Nexium? Yeah, Nexium. Yes, right? (laughs) Oh, my God. There's, like, all these, like, C and D list celebrities that are in it. Like that girl from Smallville and oh. somebody from Battlestar Galactica. And like, no way. Oh, this it is, is like a recent lurid. thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They just got arrested. These people got arrested at the end of 2018. Whoa. So like, oh my God. Okay. So you are, so it's a total of, is it like live? Like meaning like does an episode come out per, per week? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Every week. Every Sunday, I think. Yeah. Okay. They have four episodes. We watched four. Oh, four. Yeah. Yes. So okay. four we'll are up on. now, and there's five more to come. Okay, we'll catch on. We'll, we'll do it this weekend. Catch up. I'm just going to say something. <laughs> that I have literally been thinking about this, this for two days straight. I okay. have not stopped thinking about this documentary. Because I feel like, and we're going to unpack this at, la- at a later date, <laughs> I feel like... You know, I have a sliding doors moments with many cults. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, meaning, like, you could you could go either way and you were like, about to be in. <laughs> like, maybe, like, my deep, deep, deep-seated mistrust of people yeah. that is, was instilled in me by my parents actually served me <laughs> in those moments. It's protected, yeah. <laughs> Seriously? No, but, uh, guys, we could be in the cult. Why? Yeah, because like, a lot... Because a lot of what they're talking about is transformation mafia yeah, of course. material. Yeah. And yeah. to a certain extent, it makes sense, right? Until it flips. Yeah. And it's the la- It's just, it's a gray, mm-hmm. it's a gray zone. It Listen, totally it's all, it all starts out gray. And by the way, transformation mafia is our funny little nickname <laughs> for like all of us who are in this kind of like wellness, you know, personal development space. Um, it's not the real mafia. I mean, the real mafia. Talk to me later about that. Um, but we it, may listen, know a guy. This Who cult is guy? all perfect until they start branding you and and making you report your calories to their leader. I can't wait. To watch you this. can't wait, Lucy. I'm telling you right now. You're D I E. Okay, we will watch it. I think tomorrow. I like podcasts. I love a creepy documentary eight thousand times more. <laughs> We may have to branch off into a second podcast yeah. just talking about the vow. I'm going to be unpacking this for months. I'm telling you right now. Okay. I think I have wow. a book in me about this. Okay, yeah. great. Oh. Yeah, I can't wait. It is disturbing and fascinating and disgusting and all, everything at the same time. You know, it's funny what you say because I think it's, I think it's so true with every cult story that I've heard. Um, it is really true that it's all about the, 
you know, it is all about personal transformation and the principles are all the same until it just, it just tips over. It's just until it gets to the point and then it just tips over. Honestly, like if you, if you watch the Scientology ones, they speak the same language. They talk about mm-hmm. transcending your own limiting beliefs. They talk about mm-hmm. that is the way to get it. And, and, and it is true that it's always right there. The last podcast that I listened about this is called uh, Guru. And it's about uh, Ar- uh, J. Arthur J. Arthur James, no wait, Ray Arthur James, or what? What's his name? Uh, this this guy that was in the secret, like he's like a, 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 oh, a yeah. he was on Oprah and everything. He became so, and then he had the Temescal the, in twenty twelve, where people died in the Temescal because he was telling them that they need in to, the sweat lodge. So in yeah. the sweat lodge, sorry, yes, in the sweat yeah. lodge. Um, anyway, but same principle, right? I mean, it's just it it's just right. Either it's a group or a, a, a you know. Um, a group or, a, or an organization that helps you get there and then there is this tip over and it's hard it's you know well lucky for us girls we are on the right side of transformation we, are. <laughs> we sure are I think, yeah. and I think that's true like a healthy dose of mistrust or distrust yeah. or skepticism mm-hmm. or whatever we are walking that tightrope between <laughs> fun and yeah, between limiting mischief. beliefs and oh. and dungeons and dungeons. That's right. <laughs> it is. It's something. It's something. Oh goodness! I can't wait to watch. So, what are you girls up to? Well, we are staying indoors again, which is something we are quite familiar with because it's so smoky in LA because oh. of all the uh, the wildfires. Like, luckily. Uh, here in LA, we don't have the fires themselves, but we have all of the smoke. And so it looks not quite like San Francisco apocalyptic orange, but hazy skies every day. Um, especially when you get up into the hills, you can start to smell the smoke. So we're practicing our very best quarantine skills and we're trying to stay indoors as much as possible. Yeah, it's been a real kind of reckoning this year. It's all about just having to stay indoors. And I think that in, in both cases with coronavirus and the fires here, it's just like so um, I'm having these incredible feelings of like I need to do something and yet I'm paralyzed as to I don't know what to do. It's kind of like I'm indoors and I'm forced to be indoors while literally right now, you know, it's burning like the ashes that we see. It's because of beings that are burning. And, and that to me is so like it just gets me to my gut. And yet I feel like I'm paralyzed. So I'm a little bit in this in this thing of like I need to. I think it's it's uh, it's been going on for a while now, but I think that I am on the cusp of like needing to find something for myself that really can can have me be standing for something and actually putting myself into it. So whether it is to join an organization in, in some volunteer capacity, and I am, uh, you know, I'm volunteering for our friend Diane Morales, who's running for mayor of New York City. So that's been really great Woo-hoo! to be part of it. <laughs> Woohoo, Diane! Oh, Diane! So that's been really meaningful and the campaign has grown so much and it's really meaningful to be part of it. And yet I feel like I need to be, you know, I just, I'm, I'm just, it's been causing real reflection for me. So I've been really reflecting a lot around it. Um, so that's kind of on a personal note. And yes, on the, you know, on the life note, it's that today for the first time in about eight to nine days, we saw a glimpse of blue skies and there have not mm-hmm. been any, any clouds in the sky. It was all smoke and it was really eerie and really weird. And uh, so we're hoping that that means that it's getting better. And we received a photo for, from, of Lucy's friend today. 
Monica that showed uh, blue skies in San Francisco, which was um, so emotional and so great to see that, you know, they are getting relief. So, yeah, we as of now, we're reflecting a lot over here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure. Gosh. Yeah. yeah, but on the I'm other hand, sure. I bought a I bought a boogie board uh, because Ooh. I, um, as you know, as wow. you as you all know, I'm looking for a job. So I'm, I'm a little bit in a limbo financially and, and I don't want to commit yet to my surfing lessons, which I will commit to as soon as I sign that contract for my job. So I decided to just get a boogie board to just try my waves out, even though I, you know, <laughs> even without taking lessons. And now she can practice in the bathtub because we can't go outside. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you guys must have a mus- massive bathtub. I'm so jealous. Yeah, or a tiny boogie board. <laughs> yes, yes. That's so awesome. I'm looking forward to doing that, um, you know, hopefully next week. Uh, skies will clear up and I'll be on my boogie board at 7 o'clock in the morning. That's my goal. Oh my, that's great. <laughs> Oh my god my surf uh teacher just went back to puerto rico but we had a great lesson i don't know did we have we spoken since the last time i went surfing that was such so. an amazing session and it it was right as the storm was coming in so the waves were big and awesome wow, and wow. it was just so great it was really really awesome i felt like the shit (laughs) it was so so amazing to catching these we went out so it was just amazing to catch these big waves and like be riding them for a long time that's so so great oh my god i felt like a real surfer yeah that's (laughs) so cool i'll get i'll get there i'll I'll, i'm right behind you bb i'll i'll get there yeah it's awesome so great. Amazing, amazing. Well, Liz, I think we should surf on into our movie this week. Oh, I know. Please. And uh, segue. Woo-hoo. Welcome to, done. Welcome to Canoodle. Welcome, welcome to Canoodle. 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 Welcome, welcome, welcome. And today we are talking about Monster in Law. Wow. Before we go, before we go into the dating profile, in six words or less. First impressions. Thought I'd seen it, never had. Love JLo's look, want that house. Awesome. awesome. Wow. Wow. I can't. I, I, that, that's, that's hard to follow. Um, I'd never seen it, and I laughed a lot, and I just love JLo too. I think that that's a common theme. Yeah, me too. I never saw it, can't believe it. JLo is ethereal as usual. <laughs> Jane Fonda is a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love her so much. Yes. I can't even take it. And yes. so J-Lo and Jane Fonda together. Magic. Yeah. And I would say yes to all of the above and Wanda Sykes. Yes. Oh my yes! Amazing. <laughs> the real star. And the question is like, I love Michael uh, Vartan from... Alias. From Alias. Alias. I know. I love yes. him. Yes. Amazing. But yeah, he wasn't nice to have in the movie <laughs> yet again. And also, didn't it all look so familiar? We'll get to it later. We'll get to it <laughs> I later. I can see Libby spinning her wheels. We'll talk about it. So let me take you through the dating profile. Charlie, played by Jennifer Lopez, just wants a sweet man who makes a difference. When she meets the handsome and charming Dr. Kevin Fields, played by Michael Vartan, three times in one day, she takes this as a sign. When he pursues her and can tell her five different ways her eyes look based on how the sunlight hits them, she knows he's the one. A few months into the relationship, Kevin takes Charlie to meet his mother, Viola, played by Jane Jane Fonda. 
a celebrity news anchor turned talk show host who has recently been replaced by a much younger woman. Seeing his mother and Charlie getting on swingingly, he decides that it is the perfect moment to ask Charlie to marry him. Viola, afraid she will lose her son just the way she had just lost her career, is not having it and is determined to break up the happy couple. With the help of her assistant Ruby, played by Wanda Sykes, by making Charlie's life a living hell. But Charlie is a fighter and won't let Viola ruin her fairy tale with Prince Charming so easily. Both women go out of their ways to determine who the alpha female is. Will there be a happy ending? Of course, it's a rom-com. It debuted in 2005, was written by Anya Kochov and directed by Robert Lukatic. And apologies for any mispronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so, first act. We're meeting all the characters. We meet uh, sweet, sweet Charlotte, Charlie, uh, with her seven million different temp jobs um, as a dog walker, as an artist, um, many, many, many skills. Um, and we meet, of course, um, what's his name? Not Michael, that's his real name. <laughs> what's his name? Kevin. Kevin, yes. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Um, they meet, we meet all her friends, and we also meet Viola and her, um, her breakdown as she loses her job to a much younger woman and uh, attacks her on air. Um, so from really, really sweet and romantic to really crazy. Um, what did you think of that first act? Well, JLo is a vision. I mean, she's undeniably gorgeous, but for her look in this movie is just everything to me. That long hair, that like California tan. I just the I love jeans it. under the under the dress. Yes, oh. because the first scene, I go, I love that dress, and then she walked out, and I go, oh jeans, okay, that's a look too. You did it. You put some jeans on <laughs> under that dress. Um, but there were so many, I mean, that that cast itself is so star-studded, but then so many of the supporting characters are so star-studded as well. Like, even in the first scene, um, who was that actor? Adam, Adam Scott? Adam Scott. Yes! From, like, second one of the movie, all through the end, there's so many people in this movie. Every turn, like, him too? So, it was fun. I, I totally wasn't expecting this movie to uh, be so big. Yeah, there's a lot of, 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 of actors and actresses, you know, of actors that you go like, oh my god, I know them, I know them, I know them. It's kind of like, even appearances, like, we spotted a character from, you know, Desperate Housewives at some point, and he was like, two. Mm -hmm. in the two, and afterwards there was two, so it's, it's kind of funny to see all these 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 faces, but um, I think Lucy and I were very concerned to check, to figure out where she was, because it totally looked like, you know, where we go now on the weekends, which is Malibu, right? And so we were like, oh my god, so we had to look it up right away that she, you know, that she's supposed to live in Venice and all that. So it was actually kind of nice. Now that we live in LA, it's kind of nice to find those bridges a little bit here, right? In the past, it was always New York. And now it's kind of like, oh, actually, we kind of start to understand the neighborhood. So it was on, also on the personal level, level quite nice. But um, no, I think it was the classic opening of a rom-com, right? The look mm -hmm. and the, 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 just like the vibe. And it was just everything that you want in a rom-com. 
I know. I love the meet cute. Mm-hmm. How it's like them locking eyes at the beach and then running into each other at the coffee shop. And then, of course, running into each other at his fancy party while she's the waiter. You know, <laughs> like, uh, like so embarrassing. And I'm, you know, it's funny because a different movie would have had her pretending that she didn't, wasn't the waiter, right? Yeah. But like, this movie was like, oh no, this is Charlie. She's yes. who she is. I love it. She's a little kooky. Um, and yeah, like, Jane Fonda and Wanda Sykes. Like, what a dream team. Oh, I mean, God. what a dream team. Seriously. <laughs> when she's in that dressing room throwing things and they're trying to, they're like, uh, two minutes, two minutes. And Wanda's opening. Yes, mm-hmm, she'll be ready. Yeah. She'll be ready. She'll <laughs> so be ready. great. You know, and then she just comes out, I'm ready. Like, yeah. <laughs> as if she hadn't just had an epic meltdown. I yes. One thing that I will say oh. that I noticed too is I think that I, given that I had never seen the movie before, I didn't quite know what to expect, but I think that right away we see that this is actually, this is definitely comedy that is also a little bit over the top, right? Because it's kind of like she, her, her screaming and her like, you know, and the, and the whole scene about the, the, that performer that, I mean, she's supposed to be Britney Spears, right? I mean, that's right. Yeah, exactly. it, right? It's like, it's really <laughs> over the top. Right. And so we kind of already, it sets the tone for like, this is a super full on cheesy comedy rom-com, but also like mm-hmm. quite over the top comedy. Right. So I like that. <laughs> it's, it's not, you know, it's just taking it away right away. Yeah, I also loved it. And of course, I also this time I really made sure it actually was a rom-com because <laughs> the two previous movies I picked were not a rom-com. <laughs> yeah. um, so I was very pleased. Um, and I immediately, I immediately fell for it. I loved all the entire setting, like the vibrant colors, mm-hmm. um, the beautiful people, like everyone is beautiful in this movie yeah michael vartan is a hottie he He really is super hot yeah totally and everyone who ever plays in any cia spy adjacent movie is my hero forever anyway so yeah i know (laughs) can't do wrong (laughs) i really maybe want to rewatch alias i know me too much i loved alias that's our other podcast yes that podcast is going to be called alias alias (laughs) (laughs) wow Mm -hmm. i'll be tuning in guys and it's you know we also are gonna have transitions which we talked we we formed last week and then we're gonna have alias alias I think we're gonna have a podcast nation I know uh, <laughs> yeah thank God we started out with Squarespace and not something else <laughs> <laughs> only the only way to go is up oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right that's right so yeah like really really great opening to a movie and also what I really loved is. Of course, I don't remember his name. The supporting actor, like Adam Scott, his mm. character. How he just always shows up. I know, yes. like, does he live in her closet? I know he's supposed to be the neighbor, but he just like shows up everywhere. And it's just so, but it's so sweet also. And so nice to have someone in your life who is so close to you. And it's just this, this beautiful close relationship. And they tease each other. And yeah, it's, it's really <laughs> funny. Yeah, it's great. It's super fun. That's really, really awesome. So, yeah. Um, and, of course, I do want to mention um, Fiona, the really vindictive ex-girlfriend making up a lie that he's gay and therefore not interested in her totally gaslighting Charlie and yeah. saying her her vibes about him are not valid. So, yeah, mm-hmm. very interesting. Um, in the second act, um, we see them... 
uh, move in together. They've been together for a couple months. She finally agrees to move in with him. And 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 also just previously we saw that uh, Viola Viola is coming back from the loony bin <laughs> where they put her. <laughs> I know that's verbatim from the movie. I wouldn't call it that way. Uh, <laughs> um, where they put her after her meltdown. And he decides it's a great time to introduce his new girl- girlfriend, which we learned that she didn't even know that he had a girlfriend. But let's bring her home for lunch. And he uh, feels it's the perfect opportunity to propose to Charlie in front of his mom because he thinks oh, they get on so well. And oh, this is really amazing. And of course, it's not amazing. Um, he is her dream. The mother-in-law is the nightmare for sure, and she's not having it. She decides to ruin. She decides to ruin the that couple and not let them have their happily ever after because she is afraid. Like she, meaning the mother, is afraid to to lose her son um, to this new lady who she feels is not good enough for her son. So we see her coming up with all sorts of crazy things from inviting her to a big party, telling them it's just a barbecue. And of course, totally, um, Charlie is walking into a nightmare. Um, she invites her to a super fancy lunch and Charlie turns up like the most beautiful, gorgeous hippie, nonetheless a hippie, <laughs> to a super fancy restaurant. And then she, the mother-in-law proposes to um, organize the wedding and then fakes a heart attack and moves in with Charlie. So that's the second act. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that I think that he did. She so uh, Viola didn't know that they were dating, but because she was in a in a in a facility, right? She had a mental breakdown after, and so for months, which doesn't you know, like that's the reason why she didn't know about them. But yet, but yet we are under the impression that this has been like a few months, like a couple of months, like maybe yeah. three or four. And she said no contact with her family, right? Yeah. And also, like that is awfully quick in any world, I think, to meet someone on the beach and then moving in and then proposing. So either way, mm-hmm. this is a very quick. This is a very quick uh affair anyway life is moving fast well you know that this a lot of this brought up vibes of another movie we watched where i was pissed off at the at the boyfriend slash fiance isn't giving like in this case is not giving charlie the heads up like Mm -hmm. about what what his mother is like and what that life is like and what the expectations are going to be like to go into i mean he didn't know about the formal party yeah. that was that ended up being a black tie party but like even just going to the restaurant for like a fancy restaurant like come on like i would you wouldn't you think that he'd be like hey listen my mother is going to expect you to be wearing a suit yeah. or something like yeah. this is how it is like whatever as long as she doesn't walk into th- i mean like she can make her own decision but she's not walking into something blindly yeah and um it's just so funny i always like so mad at the boyfriends like <laughs> like step up like yes. make sure you like, you know this woman. You grew up with her. You know what she's like. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it really felt like he he was, he really was just eye candy in the whole movie. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. He wasn't was even not a character. He was, it's like he was a supporting, he was a supporting character. Yeah, in a I way. think so. Yeah. If totally. even. Yeah. Yeah. Scott because had more all... drama than him. <laughs> he did. He had more appearances out of the closets and random places. Um, you know, 
the other thing is when he left to go to he was like packing his bags to leave yeah for like something and i was like what what i know your mother's supposedly had a heart attack and is coming to live with you and then you're gonna leave like no 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 no. yeah (laughs) i know that's the movie but i was like what yes (laughs) where are you how dare you no i I mean yeah be seated look at charlie who's her whose proposal is on the couch next to her future mother-in-law and then she's gonna be left alone with her sickly mother-in-law in in a house she must really love this kevin guy she must be really well tempered. She must be meditating in the morning or something because it, she has to be taken to like the very edge to even react. My goodness, she's so even keeled. I would have been with him on one knee, I would have been like, pause. Okay. Some other time. But she lets the whole thing go. She lets the stepmom or mother in law move in, lets him leave, lets her do crazy things, and then she gets mad. Lucy, I imagine you're like, pause. This is not how my lookbook yes. was built. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Please refer to page 15 of the lookbook. Yes. For this is not how proposal. my vision board was constructed around the proposal. Sir. Uh. Yeah, no. I know. It's so, it's so crazy. And to what you were saying earlier on, Liv, it's definitely... It's not as cr- like over the top humorous. It's not as cringy as other movies we've previously seen, but it is definitely like when she, when Fiona, appe- no, not Viola, appears in that look. She had this hat that was given to her, <laughs> like the birthday present, and like her, those long nails, like yeah. in the middle of the night, she appears scaring <laughs> shit out of Charlie oh and sitting on the sofa. Like, what the heck? <laughs> So out of this world yeah it's so crazy it's so crazy and what a saint what a saint for not freaking out and yeah she must really like that kevin, kevin. guy <laughs> <laughs> but I will, it's also I confusing also... because her name is charlie which like yeah, i yeah. get it's charlotte charlotte <laughs> charlotte but that did confuse me in the beginning i was like wait who is charlie yeah who's charlie? Which one is charlie hold on who's he then <laughs> Yeah. Right. Um, I, I really did like, I mean, to, to the point of the over-the-top humor, I really thought that the, that the way that Jane Fonda's character and the way that she played it was so genius because it was, she was so over-the-top, but yet she had this real ability to bring it in and mm-hmm. be like the, the beautiful, like worldly mm. celebrity, you know, person. And then in a second be like, Wah! like her face melting off, <laughs> you know? And and then that that the, the sort of the combination of her assistant um, Ruby being in there and like never like completely enabling her at every step. Yes, like she's the worst. In yes, that sense. <laughs> but also telling her like verbally telling her like this is all you're doing. Everything is wrong. Everything yeah. is crazy. Yeah, but yet she's still like pouring the martinis. Yes, and, like, yeah. You know, yeah, I getting, love getting the their pills. relationship. I love <laughs> yeah. their relationship. Yeah. I think it's like an old couple. Like, that, you know, you know, they've just been loving each other for decades mm-hmm. and they know each other so well. And that's exactly how Ruby is, right? She knows her inside and out and just the dynamic. She tells her how it is. She will still do it because she gets paid for it. But yeah. she tells she mm-hmm. tells her how it is. So it's like, I love I love their dynamic. It's yeah, great. It's and so Wanda great. Sykes is just the 
funniest. Like she's oh, so she's hilarious. So funny. So funny. Her voice and her demeanor and her facial expressions. It's just she's so bright. <laughs> One thing that I really love and I think is really well done and adds to why I think it's so funny are all those scenes that are being played out that are happening in someone's head. Oh but yes. That are not actually oh. happening in the moment. I think that's so awesome. <laughs> That's really, yeah. really, really, really cool. <laughs> I yeah. feel like for me, there wasn't enough of a transition there. Like the first time it happened, I kind of got that it wasn't really happening. But when Charlie like hit her in the face with the frying pan, I, it felt there was no like, you saw the rage in her eyes and she did it. I was like, did she just do that? Because then later in the movie, not to spoil anything, you do see a lot of like, there is a slapstick moment with things I'm like... Is this real? Yeah. So I, I felt like they could have done a little movie magic there to, to let me know that that wasn't really happening. I'm very gullible, okay, Hollywood? <laughs> Note to Hollywood. Note to Hollywood. Please give Lucy a little bit of a signal. Please. When you're it's very go jarring. Off. Okay. <laughs> oh. So let's move into the third act when um, Charlie catches on to Viola's game and she and her friends go through Viola's things through her prescriptions they follow her they see that Dr. Chamberlain who was part of the whole when she was part of the whole scene when she got uh oh he recommended that she would move in with with Charlie they realize he's a waiter at a restaurant and he they paid her they paid him to 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 play that part um, and so Charlie decides to, to fight back. Um, she hires, well, she, as a dog walker, she has access to dogs. So she lets the dogs loose in, in her room and they completely destroy her room. Um, and what else? Well, we could talk about like what all those payback scenes are. One big, one big scene is also, they move on, they Viola is not is not successful in calling off the wedding, so they have a rehearsal dinner, and the two ladies they really uh, playing each other off. Uh, Charlie invites Dr. Chamberlain as <laughs> as a guest, and and um, Viola knows that Charlie is allergic, heavily allergic to nuts, and puts nuts in the gravy, which really doesn't end well at all. Um, so poor Charlie wakes up the next morning with huge lips. Um, but luckily those subside again. And then the next day at the wedding, Charlie had asked um, Viola to be her, her maid of honor and has this beautiful, obviously not so beautiful, peach colored dress. And Viola shows up in a white dress at the wedding. Mm. The ultimate. Mm-mm-mm. That is the ultimate F you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> To show up looking as good as the bride. Yes. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Oh, don't you dare do that, you guys. No, I'm kidding. It's too late. Yeah, so what's, what was funny there, too, is um, we actually just passed the IV just last week. And it is a very, very fun, very, very famous uh, restaurant in L.A. So for anybody who knows it, um, you know, they will recognize right away that that's actually a really fancy restaurant. So it was kind of funny to, like, you know, see that there. But I think that the gist of it is, again, like, I, I think that for me, 
this is the time when it when it becomes like the scenes were already kind of outrageous there are times in here in this in this portion that i'm like okay it's like really kind of getting to the edge for me of like what i think is actually funny and what i think is kind of just a little extreme and just like you know kind of kind of kind of walking through mud a little bit for me and in, in in this in this part um you know uh so I think that that's what this portion left me a little bit. It was kind of like I totally get the payback, um, but I just kind of wish somehow that it was more refined and not playing with the same gruesome weapons as Viola would. Yeah, I loved when they had the lunch between Charlie, Kevin, and Viola, and Charlie really used her smarts, and mm -hmm. she was pretending to be kind and sweet and was like roping Viola into doing all these things she didn't want to do with a smile on her face. And I thought that was really more Charlie's style. I didn't like seeing Charlie stoop to this low level. I felt like that wasn't her because she, you know, she's so crafty and she's so clever and she's so creative. And I loved when she used that. I didn't need to see her like, I mean, Viola could have drowned in that tripe stew that yeah, she slept I, in all I night. I did not like the drugging Viola scene. No. Because, you know, especially like she... She was probably like in her seventies, like yeah. giving. I mean, giving her some kind of medication, like who knows what it was. Mixed with alcohol, overdosing her to the point where she was gonna be mixed with alcohol and, and literally pat and like pass out in her food. And then but left yeah, her there all night. And, and she and, and like she was and she was so sad and like she never had a moment of like, oh shit, maybe I should have yeah. done this. Yeah. Whereas I will say this, I will say Viola with the poisoning her with the nuts. Mm -hmm. Wanda Sykes, so Ruby's character yeah. really did talk her out of that. Yeah. And then, of course, the waiter, Dr. Chamberlain, <laughs> Dr. Chamberlain. Yeah. served it anyway. So, like, I felt a little bit like that wasn't, that didn't ring true for me that Charlie would have actually done that without yeah. having any concerns about yeah. it. Like, she was right. thrilled yeah. with herself yeah. the whole way through. Yeah. 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 Agreed. I think just serving her a tripe would have been enough. <laughs> that was enough, <laughs> That would have been enough for me. Yeah. Making her wear that peach dress. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just Thank like stuff like that you. to like just like yeah. get back to her. But again, like just with the, you know, just do it in a different style. But even like even the whole scene with the dog, like you know, the dog nearly you know attacking her, and then the dogs ruining her. I don't know. It was just like I didn't. It wasn't funny to me. It was I didn't laugh about that. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I got really excited again, like at the lunch when she was like, you know getting her like I know I know exactly what you did but I'm not gonna expose yeah. you in the way right oh yeah and, and then when she invited the doctor to the dinner that was great. yeah like, yeah yeah fantastic that yes. more classy approach to to payback yeah. I agree it was definitely also like my least favorite part of, of of the movie but um I also by the way I should have mentioned it earlier again Kevin is supposed to be a doctor Yes. So are we supposed to believe that he's not going to actually be looking at his mother's charts and like knowing that she doesn't, like didn't have a heart attack and like I all know, this was fake? right? It's yeah. Like, it was, that was a little bit like, I, I wish they had made him like a, a lawyer tech or person or like, yeah. a, like you know what I mean? Yeah. That we wouldn't have had to worry like, oh, doesn't he know every doctor in that hospital? Like, right. Is he, right. Like on the board or whatever? No, totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 2005, come on. I know. <laughs> come on. <laughs> we see right through you. So in the fourth part, we meet Gertrude, the grandmother of Kevin and Viola's mother-in-law. And we see right away, uh-oh, that is not going so well. And we see her, Gertrude really not 
being approving of Viola at all and they have a huge fallout in the suite um, where Charlie is getting ready for the wedding and it leads to Charlie um, stepping down and feeling like, you know what, I'm out of here because this is going to be us in 30 years from now and I don't want that. I really don't want that. I don't want you to lose your son. I know your son loves you. I don't want to be in, in the way of that. And so I am, I'm stepping away. And so Charlie is on her way to tell, um, Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> it's really like not a difficult name. I don't know why. It doesn't match him in <laughs> the movie though. You know what? It's because he's such a he's such a yeah. He's just eye candy. He's he's yeah. doesn't have a person a real personality in this movie. So I it's forget true. his name. <laughs> anyway, so Charlie is about to tell Kevin that the wedding is off and she doesn't want to um, go through with it. And um, and in the meantime, um, Viola realizes, oof, actually, I don't want that. And also Ruby is like, what are you doing? She's a good girl. Is Has that ever crossed your mind that actually Kevin is happy with her? And what are you doing? You're ruining their, their happily ever after. Mm. So Viola goes down and she, again, is interrupting this time really for a good reason. And Charlie senses that probably there is something coming. So she's like, okay, give me some time with your mom. And they have a, yeah, they have a good conversation. And it really becomes very obvious that Viola's only fear is that she would be excluded from their lives and that they didn't want her to be part of it. And Charlie then reveals that, of course, they want Viola to be part of their lives, just with some boundaries and some ground rules, uh, which includes that she is being present at all the major holidays and whatever games that the kids will have and so on and so forth um yeah what do you think of that yeah i thought that last speech of charlie's was so classy and such a perfect end where she was really setting boundaries and then she just like in the same way i felt like at the lunch she's she's like use her words and use her charm and said and you know the most important rule and you know Viola was ready for some huge boundary and said, you know, you have to be at every Christmas, you have to be at every soccer game. It was so sweet. Mm -hmm. It was so sweet. And even though we almost got the moment where uh, she was going to call off the wedding, which who knows how that would have even gone. Maybe he would have talked her out of it. But I liked, my heart liked uh, that that was as far as it went between the two of them because I really thought we were headed for some even bigger blow up where... Charlie would say something to Kevin about his mom and he would say how dare you say that about my mom and they would split up and there'd be this big fight and then that, that would have to reconcile and I kept being like oh my gosh we still have that hurdle to get over in the movie so I was glad that that didn't happen that that the conflict was really between the the two women and it played out even though it played out in this over-the-top way but it didn't result in this huge explosion of of the love relationship because I really I thought that was coming up until the moment um, that everything got resolved. I thought that was coming. So though that might've been good drama for the movie, my heart was happy that it didn't go down that road. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Although I do have to admit that this was also because of this um, going down like the way that it went down. <laughs> I do have to admit that there were a couple of times towards this end of the movie in which I was actually wondering, is this a rom-com or is this just a comedy? Because the truth is that the, the, the storyline of hit Kevin could have been there or not been there, like whatever. Like it really was this like, which on the one hand is super beautiful it's this relationship really between these two women and all the issues that that can come up when something you know so major comes in and to play as to you know he's an only child he's a guy he's a he's a boy and this woman is has lost everything she hasn't been able to keep a husband you know by her side she just has not been able to like build the life that she wanted to and so she's kind of like you know letting go of this boy that actually in the movie is not really in the picture and so it all plays out the way that viola really is envisioning that it could happen without even knowing how it's going to happen so i think that the what was beautiful is in in her subconscious she really was building the same relationship as charlie uh as uh, sorry as gertrude had built with her um and and in the end it became this like you know this beautiful showcase of things can be done differently and, and relationships can really be, you know, kind of, kind of solved by just talking to each other and by just really getting to the, to the bottom of what is bothering uh, us, you know, and telling the truth. So I agree, but I definitely had some moment there. I'm like, huh, if this guy could have been here or not, like it wouldn't have made a difference because he really was a standby character. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think it, it, I kind of think of it as a rom-com, but I think of it, unfortunately, as like a poorly developed. Yes, I the think romance so too. part yeah. was that the romantic tension was poorly developed mm -hmm. because yes. it didn't. They they really should have given them some tension over the mother. Right, they were going to go for it. Right, right, um, and that would have actually helped, you know, bring it more into that. Like their their romance would have had to take taken a, a journey that was more interesting than just googly eyes at the Starbucks and then moving in together. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally. Well, and also, like, he let her walk over their relationship so extremely and, and never said, mother, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. never said a word. Like, I'm just thinking of that scene in the bathtub. <laughs> I know we're going back, but, like, yeah. she's in, like, uh, Charlie is oh, in yeah. the bathtub. They're on the phone. The, mo the mother walks in and takes the phone and, like, has a conversation with the, with the guy. I'm like, yeah. And he, Could, and, he, and he doesn't ever and he, pull her back. He, yeah. yeah, it's just it's interesting. I For know. her inviting to the ex-girlfriend to everything. Can you imagine in real yeah. life if your mom no. was just inviting wow. your ex-girlfriend to everything? And you were, like, <laughs> again, Colleen, like, and he's just letting her and not saying anything. Step up. I know. You've got to say it's mom. This is so Absolutely. inappropriate. Yeah, like, how did you become a brain surgeon again? Like, yeah, <laughs> <step up. laughs> exactly. Yeah. Totally. And, yeah. And again, Charlie being the one who doesn't want to be in the way of the mother and the son's relationship a total like it's the same thing as crazy rich agents yeah. yet again it's so, so true. this whole movie it's, this whole yes. movie is like crazy rich it's agents with crazy rich caucasians totally totally yeah it was so interesting it was really yeah. and and gertrude like the the role the the mm -hmm. the grandmother played mm -hmm. like passing that on from generation to generation. It was like, wow, this is the same movie. This is the same yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's so true. And I and I got that in the beginning of, of this episode when you talked about how he was such a pushover and like, not a pushover, but like how he had just not, 
you know, like anticipated anything for her or any of that sort. Totally. And I do think that that's actually a really great comparison in the sense of, you know, we see a certain development between the love story of the two of them. And I think that you're right. It is a missed opportunity here because they have they have some interactions like that. Like after the party, you know, he tells her, you are my world. My mother is not my world. Like, they have a little bit of it. Um, but for it to be really interesting and really kind of cause some 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 development within their own romance, uh, you know, they just missed the mark there. But either way, I love the way that it ended too. I, I totally agree that it was a nice ending oh, yeah. in that way. Oh, yeah. Well, the actual ending is like them going away on, uh, right. on, on a honeymoon and Charlie throwing her bouquet away and the mother catches it. So that's... It's crying out for a sequel. Yes. <laughs> I think there was there a sequel to this? I don't know. I think actually. there was actually. There was? I, I don't remember. I feel like there was. Oh, okay. We have I do to, feel like there we was. We have to look that up. I don't know why. I feel like that was like a little cottage industry for, for a minute. Um, but you know what? I, I will I love in movies when they have a wedding and the couple leaves the wedding. I know, to go to on honeymoon. So here's the to thing. To go on honeymoon. I thought that was an American thing. I thought that everybody did that in America. Like, that's just like, oh, in America, you leave your party to go on <laughs> that's honeymoon. That's what I yeah. thought, too. Yeah, right? Oh, that's, that's not just the case. I'm still thinking that. Yeah. But they didn't even have a reception. <laughs> Sorry, smokers <laughs> cough, Delilah. She's weighing in. She's excused. She's, She's very okay. happy. Uh, when my parents got married, they had these formal photos of them in their beautiful car in their wedding clothes. Like waving but they really weren't leaving but then they actually also have it was because what they would do is they would get married in the morning mm -hmm. they would have like a nice dinner mm -hmm. and then there wasn't this all-night reception thing so they actually would leave the reception mm -hmm. change into their traveling clothes oh and go and then leave for their honeymoon right oh so that so is the thing that you do in america yeah. okay so yeah but it was like the, it was like in the 50s yes you know like not in the 90s, the 2000s, and beyond. Like, no one's done that. <laughs> Since wedding receptions became, like, a huge thing. Yeah. Where you dance all night. You don't, yeah. like, have your your ticket to Tahiti. At the night 11 o'clock at night. Yes. Totally. Yeah. So, but it, just, but it makes me laugh because a lot of movies play off of that, which I think is so funny. I'm always yeah. like, where are you going? We're all going to be drinking here on your dinner. I know. I mean, should we just stay? Open bar. Should we just stay while you guys uh, get to the airport? I know. It's so funny. It is really, it's really funny. Yeah. It really is. So good. So good. And uh, I really, I just, you know, I really, I, for all of its faults, story-wise, I still really thought it was great. I really loved it. Me too. Yeah. It was really funny. I, I did, there were definitely moments in which I just laughed out loud. Like it was just really funny. And and most of I I think not maybe even a hundred percent of them were definitely Jane Fonda's like escapades. Like she is so oh, she's, like ridiculous. She's, amazing. she's so great. <laughs> and you know what? Actually, a little piece of trivia. That was actually a movie for her. Like the first movie after fifteen years. Oh. Right. Oh wow. Yeah. Before she restarted her her career. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. She was she... living in in Atlanta, Georgia. She was married to Ted Turner. To Ted Turner, yeah. Mm -hmm. Raising a family yeah. down in Atlanta. Yeah. And all those another piece of trivia. All those pictures that we saw of her with celebrities. Yeah. Those are actual pictures. Oh, those, I was those wondering. Are real pictures. You know what yeah, I was except wondering? Except for the, the, the time, or like the one, one of the magazines. Yeah. That was made up, but she was, she was supposed to be on that magazine, but then 
one of the popes oh. died. So they, oh, okay. So, <laughs> so Jane was out. The, yeah. Jane was out. The pope was in. Um, I was wondering that, especially when we saw the photo of her and Gloria Steinem, because it just yeah. seemed oh, yeah. so, so real that I was yeah. like, oh, I wonder if these real. are real. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, she is such a big, like, like a, Huge. has had such an amazing career. Yeah. Huge. And also, you know, she's sort of been famous and infamous and every everything else. My father hated her. Oh wow. He hated her because in the um in the I, don't 60s, actually, right? I, I don't know the whole story, but he she did something um associated with the Vietnam War that yeah. was really ill I think she even apologized for it. I can't remember what she did. But they called her Hanoi Jane. He called yeah. her Hanoi Jane. Yeah. Until he died, basically. Like wow. he 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 died going like, "Don't watch any of this Hanoi Jane movies." Like <laughs> he hated her so much. And wow. my mother was like, "I like her." Yes. <laughs> well, my, what my she dad did... would get really mad because in the in the '80s we would do the Jane Fonda workout. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Of album. course. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We had the actual record album, and he'd be like, <laughs> "So mad." <laughs> Uh, too, well, too, she too soon. All I all I know is that she um she actually was she I think she was like twenty eight or twenty nine when she she actually went to Vietnam with mm-hmm. a journalist to report on it, and then there was something that happened with a with a girl in Vietnam that she wasn't like that she just spurred some 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 controversial thing um and it and it kind of escalated from there. I don't know the the details, but she was a huge activist. Huge activists marching and all that, but also like really helping report the story and the actual story of the war over there. So she's always been extremely invested mm-hmm. politically throughout her whole career. But also, like I have to say, I I feel a little ignorant here because I don't think I've ever seen Jane Fonda in anything but a comedy. I've never seen her her Whoa. earlier movies. Yeah, she's yeah. She was she came out in. I mean, she started in really super campy comedy. She did super heavy drama. Mm-hmm. Um, she I mean, she's done so much. And yeah, then she took a really long break. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of not even not even in the middle. I would say like she worked for a really long time, and then yeah. when yeah. she was probably. Like 50 or 55. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, she, she, I think she'd been married several times. So yeah. she, when she married Ted Turner is when she kind of was like, you know what? I'm going to move to Georgia and we're going to have that life there. Yeah. And then after they got divorced, she kind of restarted her, her life as an actress. Yeah. And, uh, if, if, if you're not watching Grace and Frankie. Oh my God. Frankie and Grace. Frankie and Grace, <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. And it's amazing how good Jane Fonda still looks yeah. 10 years later. Yeah, no, it's she's ridiculous. Gorgeous. And she's, she's like, gorgeous. no, at her age. Um, she she really has a fascinating life. And the reason why I know a little bit of it is because if you're if you're interested, you can go to Oprah's Masterclass, uh, her episode. And, um, you know, it's, it's just her talking about her life. And it's just really fascinating. Um, it's a really fascinating like, piece. All mm. right. Well, then, ladies, let's rate the date. I'm going to go first. I'm going to call this, um, I don't want, it's not, not, not a guilty pleasure, but like, like a little bit of a, um, like a naughty, naughty treat because uh-huh. I love the idea of like the, because she made me laugh. She was so mean and I loved her so much for being so mean that I was like, Ooh, <laughs> come sit by me. <laughs> I'm going to be mean about it. Let's, let's have a chat. Like I just like really like a little naughty, naughty treat. I love this. Yeah, awesome. yeah. <laughs> Naughty treat. Um, I for me it was kind of honestly it was a little bit of a Tinder date. It was like one that looked really good and it looked really great. I swipe right and we just go on a date and we have a, a couple of hours of fun 
but I'm probably never going to see you again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, to me, this is like the person you date because they look so good. But even though they don't check all the boxes, like for me, and you have to hear from me on this, you know, because this is my thing. Like it's so aesthetically pleasing that house that they got married in with the flowers and the garden. I can watch the movie over and over again just for the house they were living in, the house they got married in. So I like to look at this movie. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, for me, it's also, it's totally the eye candy boyfriend that you're like so taken with and you know there are probably like a few red flags <laughs> but it, you can't help but just it's, it's okay it's yes okay. just have a look at you <laughs> yeah it's great 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 oh love it awesome awesome who's next well, i am Woo-hoo! i'm very excited girls i am taking it back yes once again super old school we're ready with a classic romantic movie, also a comedy, okay. 1987's Moonstruck. Oh, oh my god! Yes. Oh my That's god! A I Share with that hair and oh Nicolas god. Cage with his creepy hand. Oh no, I am ready love for it. Share. Oh, well, I love I Moonstruck. Love I said twice. Thank you so much. And we can't wait to see you next week. Canoodle you later.